What's going on, everyone? Welcome into a special edition of the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. I have a real treat for you guys. I've actually got one of my childhood rivals and friends, Sean Briggs. He has been playing internationally. He played in Finland as well as he's played in Uruguay. He's been presently, his last team was Sayago out there. So in middle school and high school, he took off with basketball. I didn't. And now I'm the one actually interviewing him because sports is going in that direction. But, Sean, it's a real honor to catch up with you, my man. How are you? I'm good, man. I appreciate you uh, for having me. You know, ready to have fun and talk about some stuff. Absolutely. Well, first, I got to get something out of the way. I got a personal grudge that I got to get off my chest. Um, That if you guys didn't know, I used to guard him a lot. And he was about eight to 10 inches taller than me still in junior high and high school. And it was just like him and Jordan Caroline. He also played in Nevada. They were a dynamic duo at our rival school. But I just wanted to say, like, having to guard you was probably the worst thing that I ever had to experience as a basketball player. I I did all my grown. I did all my growing early. So if you if you caught me at seventh, eighth grade and I was six four, six five, it was a little tough. Man, it probably ended why I stopped playing basketball, honestly. <laughs> I was scarred. But let's uh let's jump into the interview, my man. Um so let's talk about that journey for you. You started from high school, then you went out to Casper, Wyoming to play community college out there, then you ended up coming back home to San Francisco. And then after that, you transferred into Bakersfield just for you. How did you embrace the grind? Because mm-hmm. it was high school, then to, J, to community college, then to JC, then to playing at a Division One school. What, what was that mentality like for you? I mean, in order to play at a higher level, elite level, you have to embrace the grind. You know, so um, I would say going to Casper, that was like my first wake-up call, just being coached different. You know, coming out of high school, your coach can kind of live with certain things you're doing, you know, um, being, you know, one of the best players on the team. But then going to Casper, you have a bunch of guys just like you, you know what I mean, having to get coached uh, differently, things like that. And then, you know, you're really on a schedule. You're really on a time. You got classes you have to fit in, workouts, uh, practice. So that was a wake-up call for me. Um, and personally, I like Casper because – it was like a mini, a mini Division One. You know what I mean? As far as the, the, um, the lock from the locker room to the court and how it was ran. You know, so that that was a, that was that was a good wake up call for me. And then I end up transferring because uh, I wanted to be closer to home. You know, my mom's getting a little sick, so I wanted to be closer to home. City College is is a powerhouse out here in the Bay Area, so I wanted to come home, try to win something. Um, so you know, my second year of uh, junior college. I, I came back, won state championship. It was a great season. And then, um, you know, that, that got, got us, me and a couple other people to, uh, on our team scholarships, you know, winning. Everybody's winning. You know, you got a lot of schools uh, interested. And, um, you know, this, the Bakersfield recruited me hard. Uh, spent my two years over there. Um, had, had a great time at Bakersfield. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a grind. You know, it was different. Each, every school is different. But, uh, Definitely embrace the grind. Have to. Yeah, and for Bakersfield specifically, did they end up recruiting you harder than any other school that was really looking at you while you're at San Francisco? They they stayed. They they were ready for me. They were they were just you know coasting at the time. I really wanted to go like Pac-12 or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like another reason why I came back to City. 
Um, and then, you know, just they had a coach shoe, this assistant coach uh, that was recruiting me. That's my guy. He um, he was just there. He was there every like practice, communicating with me. Um, he was the first one to reach out to me and, the, you know, the last one to stick with me. So I'm just like, you know, and it was also, you know, close to home. And um, I believe, yeah, that, that year I was in city, they went to the NCAA tournament. So it was like the first year going to the tournament um, and they played Buddy Hill in Oklahoma. So I'm just like, you know, I, I want to be close to home, uh, be at a, a powerhouse mid-major and, um, you know, make some noise. So, you know, my junior year, we, we definitely did that. And uh, we went to NIT Final Four, so that was a good one right there. Yeah, and you played on the biggest stage. That is Madison Square Garden. Can you just describe that experience for us? Right, right. Now, I was, when I got there, I was just in like, ah, uh, you know what I'm saying? You got every player that you, you could think of played there, a legendary place. And uh, I think I think my favorite part about it is the lighting. It was it was dim. I mean, the, is. the court is, 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 you know what I mean, it's light. But in the stand, it's kind of dim, and it's like spotlight. It's all on you. So um, that's what I liked about Madison Square Garden, you know, the, the, the lighting, and then, you know, of course, playing on there. You know what I mean? Wish you could have got a dub, but it was, it was a good experience. Yeah, for sure. I, I have, I've worked a couple of games at the Garden. It's just surreal to kind of, like, see yeah. how much of a difference it is in comparison to every other arena. You yeah. can just feel a different aura even yeah, when you walk absolutely. in. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely, a big time. Yeah, and then for you, you took that next step. You were trying to play professional. Was that always the end goal for you, trying to play at the professional level? Absolutely. I, that was always something I knew I was going to do. I knew I could be a pro. It's just a matter of at what level. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I, I was I was always ready to play pro. That was always in my head. Um, so, yeah, after my, my senior year of college, I actually kind of got in a little injury. I got, I broke my foot. Um, I want to say. Yeah. At the end of the senior year, right? Yeah. Right. In the senior year. So I broke my foot um, heading into to conference play uh, or no, it was conference play, but heading into the WAC tournament. So um, all we needed was three games to get to the tournament. Um, so that was, that was a little heartbreaking, but you just had to stay true. You know, I was uh, cheering my team on, but I was really just getting ready for to play overseas. That was still the goal and that was still the plan. Yeah, and then when you ended up signing to go play in Finland, for you, what was the difference playing overseas? Like, were there any different rule changes that you had to get used to? Immersing yourself into a completely different culture, just how difficult was that of a transition? Um, it, it was it was a little difficult at first, you know, in Finland. Um, and in Finland, they're known for just like the footwork, the, the three pointing, the three point shooting, um, you know, skill set and stuff like that. So coming in, the playing was a little different. You know, it was it was what it was. I want to say it was a little bit more slow paced, fundamental. And and it, it got me out of my shoes sometimes, you know, getting hit by screens and things like that. It was like, all right, I definitely got to make a little adjustment. Um, and then, you know, with the FIBA rules, you know, the ball hits the rim, you can hit it out the rim. So that was new to me. I thought I got goaltended a couple of times trying to argue with the call, you know what I'm saying? But I had to get used to that. And, um, you know, the, the, the speed of the game, the physicalness of the game is definitely different. different. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it, it's fun, man. And then being out there alone, you know, being out there alone is, is, a, is something you have to get used to. I was blessed to play with my point guard um, that I played with in, in college. Yes. So 
he was on my team. So having him there made it easier, you know, definitely made it easier getting to play with him and, and stuff like that. So, um, no, it's, it's a fun experience and, 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 and uh, definitely have to just get to learn on the go. You know what I mean? Just have to learn on the go, make adjustments on the go and stuff like that. And for you, in college, you primarily were playing power forward as a stretch forward. Did, were you still playing that position when you moved overseas? Or did they move you down to small forward or even a shooting guard? I was playing – I played everything, man. I was playing at overseas. I was playing the, the four, but I was playing the one, the two. I was point forward, I guess. You know what I'm saying? So um, I always felt like I was good with the ball in my hands. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I could use my body, you know, playing the, in, in the post or outside. But, um, you know, I switched around a lot. You know what I mean? I'm still switching around a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because in Uruguay, I was playing nothing but the two guard. So it was, really? it was nothing but the two. You know, I didn't play anything anything in the post. We had two big – we had a four-man and a five-man, you know, big dudes stay down there. And I just had to really work on catching, shooting, and, and just making quick plays on the wing. So, um, yeah, I'm still moving around, bro. I, I, I play a lot of positions uh, – I think I like that because, you know, it keeps you in the court. If you could play a lot of different positions, yep. yeah, it you know, keeps you in the court. So I'm fine with, with whatever position I play, you know. And then what ultimately led you to actually make that move to Uruguay to go play for Sayago? Anyway, well, um, you know, after after your season, you got about, I want to say, two and a half, three months to just work out, um, things like that. You kind of have your agent looking for deals for you. You know, there's, there's so much that goes into it. You want to be in a good situation. Um, of course, you know, you want to have some, some good money. <laughs> um, you want to you wanna play in a league that's that's credible. Um, and, you know, things that will just help you move up. So, um, you know, my agent at the time found, uh, found a job for me in Uruguay, and um, I took it. I did research on the league, a uh, really good league, really, really good league. Um, one thing about South America it doesn't get that much credibility um, in Europe. So mm-hmm. to try to go back to Europe, you know, they want you to, you know, come back to Europe, um, you know, make some noise and probably a lower league and then get back up. But in South America, I see how people and players get stuck out there. You know what I mean? Because they're ready to pay double. Um, if you have a good season, next season they're ready to recycle the players and pay you double. You know, um, it's it's really, um, how do I say it? I don't want to say it's a third world country because, you know, every every country compared to the States can, can be considered third world. But, yeah. you know, it's, they have everything they need down there. So, I mean, it's it's just they love sports, football, uh, soccer. They love soccer and basketball. So the fans, diehard fans, I mean, it, it was it was a good experience in, in Uruguay. Sure. Yeah, what's the culture like in comparison for you from going to America to Finland to Uruguay? It's three completely all different areas. Different. All three of them are different. You know what I mean? Uh, Finland remind me a little bit back home. Okay. Um, just just with the stuff they had and and you know how to, to maneuver out there and stuff like that. But Uruguay was um, it was definitely different, but it was it was really like I want to say family oriented. You know, so I went in there and uh, the team I was on, Sayago very uh, family oriented um, and, and it's crazy because uh, in, in Finland to travel your teams are about eight seven hours away you know so Uruguay is kind of like one big Montevideo is the capital so they have all these teams in Montevideo and each you know, like little city has their, their their team so it's like 25 minutes away you know 30 minutes away 
you know, uh, when you want to go hang out there, you can hang out with the other Americans on the team. You know, the travel wasn't too far, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was it, the culture is different. Um, but it's, it's just you come back home and, and you learn so much being in different countries. You, you, uh, it, it's fun, man. You, you hardly want to come back sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. That actually sets up perfectly for a fan question. What was What's the best place you've been able to visit so far personally for you? Personally? Best place I've been able to visit. I mean, I only been to Finland and uh, Uruguay. I went to Poland for a little bit. Poland was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, been to Poland. I like Finland. I'm not gonna lie, I love Finland. Yeah. That was a good country. Yeah. All right, and then actually, we this actually transitions well as well because you were talking about how uh, Sayoga was more family oriented. I want to talk a little bit about your mom has been almost been like your backbone and your inspiration. So what has her importance and her support system been for you the entire stretch of this? It's it's been uh, crazy, you know, because uh, she, she's just the one that introduced me to the game and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's, it's, she's still living through me and stuff like that. So I play, I play for her. I play for, you know, for, for, um, for everybody, I guess, but I still, you know, my mom's still here. So, you know what I mean? But she she got me introduced to me but to basketball. She introduced me to uh, all other sports and stuff like that. I'm a mama's boy. You know what I mean? So I can sit up there and talk all about my mom. You know what I mean? But she introduced me to the game, bro. And I'm just, you know, grateful I'm still playing it. You know what I mean? I want to be playing it if I, if I wasn't introduced to it. Um, my big brother used to play, so I'm always watching him. So just, you know, my family playing sports, uh, being introduced to sports is really what got me here and still playing. That's awesome. And now, actually, you're a dad yourself, which is uh, congratulations on that. Thank Just you. like for you, how has that really changed your perspective on life now being a father figure as well as does, it, does that motivate you more now even to continue the game that you love to play? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you got a son. So everything um, is, is you're on his time. You know, you're on your, your kid's time. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely motivated because, you know, I, I want him to play basketball. I want him to watch his dad play. Um, but at the end of the day, I want him to do whatever he wants to do. You know what I mean? Just have fun. Have fun with it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's new. It's, it's, you know what I mean? I'm waking up on his time. I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything on his time. It's teaching me, really teaching me. I'm really growing because of my son. So um, it's a blessing, man. I, I'm, I'm, every day I'm just happy I can, I can be around him. You know, uh, have a basketball near him. Um, you know what I mean? Just watch him grow every day. Sure. That's phenomenal. And again, congratulations Thank on you. becoming a dad. Um, for you, I know you you got Sayogo, Uruguay has been really shut down because of the whole pandemic. So for you, what have you been really working on to get yourself prepared for when that next call comes in to, for you to get back down there and play some ball? Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm still on a schedule, still staying ready. You know, that COVID year, um, it was tough. It was hard for people to find jobs. A lot of teams overseas didn't know when their season was going to start. Um, some people were out there for longer than, you know, how they should have been because the season would stop and then, you know, keep going. So it was it was a, a tricky year, you know what I'm saying? But um, it, just staying ready, you know, waking up. I'm, I'm on a schedule 6 a.m., workout every day. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I go two-a-days. Um, so just treating it like I'm still in college, you know, I'm still, I'm still playing, just staying ready. You have to, you really have to stay ready. You can be called on 
anytime, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. um, you don't want to go out there, um, you know, not, not ready to, you know, you can get cut as soon as you get put, you know what I mean, called over. So just staying ready, um, staying in the gym, keeping my body right, um, and, and, you know, trying to exhaust all my options, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to just say, hey, I'm, I'm just want to go overseas. The G League's right there. So um, that's something I've definitely been thinking about as well. Um, and just, just staying ready. That's all you can do right now. Yeah, and you mentioned the G League. So is that something you'd definitely be intrigued about, potentially trying to get yourself into that? Absolutely. You know, that's that's something now, you know, with my son here as well, one that to spend time with him and one to be close to my son. That's something I've definitely been uh, looking at and, um, you know, focusing on. Um so, you know, and overseas isn't out the pictures, but, you know, when you, when you think about G League, you just write a step closer to your dream, you know, at, at the end of the day. So, like I said, I just want to exhaust all my options, and, and G League is definitely something I'm interested in. Perfect. And then I want to transition to a couple of fan questions before uh, before I ask a, a couple other things. But what, what was your best game, in your opinion? It can be from AAU, high school, college, mm. professional – What's the game that's really stuck out for you when you were like, oh, man, I am on and I am having a night? Okay, I'll, I'll, and that's a good question. I'll go with the one in Finland. We had a playoff game. Um, it was the best of five. So first to three wins, three to five. So uh, it was it was 2-2. Two -two. Um, and, and this was a team that they were giving us nightmares in the regular season. Like, we did not like to match up with them at all. We just call them the Golden State Warriors because they just they just hit so many threes. But we didn't we didn't like matching up with them. So, but we knew in the series series we had them. So it was this uh, it was last game. I had forty two points, eleven rebounds, I think five assists. Um, we got the win. I was fifteen for fifteen on the free throw line. Um, so I was just I was trying to I was trying to win, man. I was trying to get to the next round. Um, and then I had, we had a couple other players step up too. So that was a big game for us. I think we. Scored about a hundred and say twenty, so we had a lot of people scoring. Um, but personally, that was probably my best game. That's probably my best game, and then just the the, uh, the importance of that game. Just for you, were you just in a? Did you just know when you came out that night that you were gonna that you were in a different zone? Absolutely, absolutely. Mentally, I'm just like you know, this is the last game, so give it all. I'll go back home. You know what I'm saying? So um, I mean, it's, you know how it is. Probably when. What you do when it's time to lock in, you lock in, you get your mental right, um, and, and you just know that you gotta, you gotta, you know, go balls to the wall. If it's the last game, you win or go home. So definitely locked in and just got in that game mode. That's that's ridiculous. I wish I could put up forty two, but <laughs> I, I'll stick to my seven and a half points in my occasional rec league. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, hey, I remember even in CYO, I remember playing those games and oh, and and, and uh, oh man, hey, that was back in the day. But... Oh man, those are some those are some games. I remember the seventh grade game, that championship game. I think okay. we were hosting that that too, okay. and you and Jordan, we had you guys at halftime. Yeah. And you two just came out on a different level. Man. And I was, and you remember, my dad was the coach of that squad. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, he just threw me out there on you. And I'm like, I am never going to be able to. Have <laughs> I was just like, what is happening right now? Jordan was the, Jordan was the one that people didn't really like know because he came from a whole different state. So he came. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, wow, like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Hey, team, thank you. Let's go. And he's, oh he's killing God. right now, too. It was the Twin Towers out there. It was, yeah. just wasn't fair, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
No, those are some. We had a couple of really fun games when we matched up. For sure. Those were those were definitely. Some who who else was on the Who else was on your team? We had Renee. Renee Clark. Renee Clark. Yes. Yeah, he was our point. I was playing. They had me playing like the three at that point, and then uh-huh. they, so like I was playing small forward, and then we had Chris Williams, who ended up transitioning to play football at De La Salle, the lefty. lefty. Yep, lefty. Yeah. And then you had it was you, Jordan, and then Frank, and Frank was flipping <sighs> tall at that point too. Oh man! Like all three of you guys were at least six foot. It was just like, <laughs> oh my goodness. People don't know. Frank could have went far in basketball, football. You know, he did his thing in track, but Frank was a beast in football and basketball. He was so fast. And he just knew how to play. He's an athlete. Yeah, he, he was just a freak. <laughs> he was just a freak. And so I don't even – I think he's – I think he stopped. I don't think he's running anymore either. I think yeah. he's – I think he put it up after Stanford. Yeah. But that's so. just why. It's still to this day. Yeah. But uh, I know you've been working on some things outside of basketball. You have some plans that you're trying to do outside of basketball. Do you want to talk a little bit about that stuff? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, really what we're trying to do is really inclusive. You know, me, a couple friends, family members. You know, we have a couple ideas. Um, but, you know, we really want to introduce something different out here in the East or in the Brentwood, Antioch, Pittsburgh area as far as this basketball. You know, we have a lot of open gyms going on right now. Um, with pros and college players and um, you know there's a lot of a lot of things that we want to do is just about you know getting that brand started doing it but uh, this summer is being a lookout for a lot of open runs a lot of open gyms and then a lot of film breakdown you know we want to break down film and um, uh, we're working on that breaking out film recording practices recording workouts you know being that technical and breaking it down and, um, you know, getting the, the, the mental aspect of the game to a T because people don't understand this, uh, the game is probably more mental than it is physical. So, um, you know, we're trying to we're trying to definitely build that brand. Um, but this summer, we're going to definitely come out with more open runs, film breakdown for sure. sure. So is it going to be almost like a mentorship kind of deal what you guys are trying to work on? Just try and help gauge, show them some teaching angles as well with the open gyms, recording practices, say, oh, you're doing really well at this, and then you need to work a little bit more on these different areas? Absolutely. Absolutely. That, getting them ready for, you know, college, getting them ready for high school. You know, it's it's crazy because growing up out here in the East East Bay, like Brentwood, Antioch, Pittsburgh area, they're really known for baseball and football. You know what yeah, I mean? Baseball uh, so is our calling baseball, card. Baseball, yeah. So if you really want to go play basketball, you have to kind of go more towards – um, you know, Warner Creek, Oakland, San Francisco, you get, you know, a lot of, a lot of competition. So um, we just want to bring more down here this way. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of people out here who's, who's starting a lot of basketball stuff with Chosen's training and um, um, things like that. Uh, tough. We have a gym, you know, so, and, and Ruben Garcia is opening the gym um, for us to just play in. You know, it was, it was really hard to find gyms out this way. That's yeah. what it was. So, you know, a lot of gyms opening up. So um, definitely seeing a lot of, a lot of basketball coming through this way. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, kudos to you. Good luck on that endeavor. I will definitely shout that out whenever you guys start working on it a little bit further down the road. And I want to appreciate you taking some time out of your day to come on and chat it up with me on my Final Whistle Sports Absolutely. podcast. It was great to catch up. Thank you, man. I appreciate you for having me, man. Anytime. Absolutely. And then just before we wrap up, where do you want to 
put out your uh, social media channels to where to catch you, give you a follow, check you out, anything? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Twitter is SB underscore ISO 13. Um, and then uh, my Instagram is SB underscore LaFlair. Um, so, yeah, follow and, and, and yeah, see what we have in store for you guys, man. Well, everyone, go follow my man, Sean. It was a real pleasure to catch up with him. Uh, good luck the rest of the way. Hopefully the seasons will open up soon so you can get back at it and start grinding. I appreciate you taking some time, my man. All right. Thank you, Blaine, man. Appreciate you. All right, everybody. That was your special edition of the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. We got more content coming out. We got some special interviews coming out. And I got even a potential NFL player coming on next week. Be on the lookout. Have a good weekend, everybody.